are listening to the Andy Zanka Youth Empowerment Program on KDNK Community Radio. This is Brain Garden, a monthly collaboration between ASIAP and my organization, Cangel's Connection. The mission of Brain Garden is to start conversations on topics that our youth are experiencing. Conversations create a dialogue for healing and offer resources for other community members in need. These students are opening their hearts and stories to help facilitate conversations in our community. I'm your host, Janelle Hildebrand, and I'm the founder of Cangel's Connection, Inc., also referred to as the Cangel Connection Foundation. I started Cangel's Connection in 2019 after my son, Kane passed away from an accidental drug overdose on June 20th of 2018 at 24 years old. Cangel's Connection mission is to be the hub of connecting resources to the people in need. I felt alone as a parent of a struggling young man, and I didn't have the resources for myself or for Kane. My website is C-A-I-N-E dot C-A-I-N-E-G-E-L-C-O-N-N-E-C-T-I-O-N dot org. And I have a list of resources that is continuously growing. I became connected with ASYEP through KDNK. And if you're a teen listening and would like to share your story and offer some resources, please contact Janelle Hildebrand at J-E-N-X-T-R-E-M-E-S-K-I at gmail.com. Stay tuned for the next 30 minutes to listen to one of our upcoming conversations. Well, I would love you to introduce yourself, David, to the guests listening to our Brain Garden show today. All righty. My name is David Zielinski, Glenwood local. Been here my whole life, went to school here. It's been a blast. I couldn't, couldn't be happier with where I'm at, both in life and my living situation. Well, I'm so thankful you took some time this, this, uh, this special day to talk with us about yourself and about an obstacle that you have overcome or are overcoming. Um, but I'd like the audience to get a feel for you. So tell me about like pets and what you do and, you know, things you like to do, your hobbies. Absolutely. So since I grew up in the valley, of course, you're, you're going to be a skier. It's tough to not get on the ski slopes from a very young age. So whenever the snow comes down, you can bet that I'll be one of the first on the ski mountain, especially at sunlight. Um, and then during the summertime, you can, you'll see me on the golf course or on the tennis court. Going into my senior year of college, both freshman and sophomore year, I was at Colorado Mesa playing tennis for them. And then, of course, you know, COVID hit. So I decided to come back home, say hi to mom and dad. I'm sure they were really worked up about that. And have found myself staying in the valley grounded um started up a new job here in the valley working with a local name darren cloud up at his state farm agency it's been a great time it's tough to find a job where you you're working with a family friend and in an enjoyable environment and i i really truly couldn't be happier with where i'm at Oh, that's wonderful. And I know growing up you've had pets. Yes. Oh, my apologies. So had three dogs, a cat. Unfortunately, just recently Harley passed. He was our golden retriever, but we still have two amazing dogs, both Daisy and Sadie. Um, Asher, I don't think's going anywhere anytime soon. Might be able to catch him roaming the streets at night, but th- those dogs are great. Uh, 
as they say, a man's best friend. So I couldn't couldn't imagine a day going by without those guys. So it's gotta love the pets. I know they're. I I love having a pet as well. I think it's just like a great addition to life. Oh, exactly. And when when you come home, there's nothing better than seeing how excited those dogs are. I feel like there's no person that would appreciate you coming home as much as your pets do. The the smile you get and the love you receive is is unmatched. So, Aww. yeah, I love that. <laughs> so today here on the Brain Garden, I'd like you to kind of open up and tell us about like an obstacle or a challenge that you had overcome and how you overcame that or something you're working through currently. So if you wouldn't mind sharing a little bit about that. Of course. Yeah. So as everybody knows, beginning of 2020 COVID hit, um, I was going into my sophomore year of college and they had unfortunately shut down basically the county borders and I I was kind of stuck at school. Um, I wasn't allowed to have friends into the dorms. I couldn't really have my girlfriend into the dorm. If you left the county, you'd have to come back and get COVID tested before you could go to classes. All the classes were remote, so you spent pretty much seven days a week, 24 hours a day in your dorm. As much as I love my roommates, you can only spend so much time with the same six people. Uh, That social isolation, I felt, led to a lot of buildup in anxiety, depression, and it just, my ADHD kind of kicked into overdrive. Um, that was something that had led to a lot of turmoil in my relationships with my girlfriend, my parents. It kind of just made me on edge at all times. And of course, you never are, are feeling like you're going in the right path. And I feel like part of maintaining a positive attitude and staying motivated is believing that what you're doing is, is right. And that's something that I feel like I, along with so many others, struggled with during that period of nothingness is what it felt like. Um, it was it was tough to open up and find a support group. I, I would say the first step of fixing any sort of bad habit, whether it be some sort of, for me, I struggled with just trying to find happiness in myself. So overcoming any sort of just sadness addiction anything is recognizing that you have a problem and you need to go get help and so that 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 was step one for me I I had to kind of step out of my comfort zone I feel like as a society sometimes it's hard to convince yourself as a man that it's okay to go ask for help usually you want to keep that inside you and think that you can kind of tough it out but it got to a point where it was getting getting too much and every day that passed by it just kept getting longer and longer so I reached out to school therapists as a as a starting point someone who doesn't know me can't judge me and just being able to open up and kind of speak on all the issues i've been having was probably the hardest hurdle to jump through in the beginning but the most rewarding it it kind of from like a religious standpoint it's it's like going to confession and all your wrongdoings that you've done you can kind of tell somebody and just that recognition and them saying it's okay it helps you out a lot as far as coming to terms with the problems you're having and from there it kind of opened up the door to be able to talk with 
people a little more close to me talking with my girlfriend, my parents, my friends, like, Hey, I'm, I'm not in a good headspace. I, I'm, I see myself backpedaling every day that goes by. And from that point, the support group just started growing bigger and bigger. And then I was able to insert myself into other people's support groups to help them kind of further themselves. And it, it was one of the most fascinating experiences just seeing how or the realization that you're not alone that was the biggest thing uh once i i was able to open up to the people who were close to me they're like hey you know what i i deal with similar stuff and it's it's great to have somebody kind of initiate that conversation did that give you a sense of like kind of like oh i can exhale like i'm not a, like somebody else feels like this too yeah it it's as everybody says, it's a weight getting lifted off of your shoulders. feels like you're walking around with 100-pound bags on each shoulder just trying to get through the day. And then if you can have someone here, I use the analogy that you're, you're kind of breaking up that sandbag and able to disperse it out. And then next thing you know, you got 10 pounds left instead of that 100 you were carrying in the, in the yeah. beginning. Well, I am just so thankful that your school, and I think many schools have a system set up now, but I'm really proud of you for kind of recognizing within yourself. Um, I'm just really, this is getting worse and I don't feel good and I don't know what to do, but I do know there's a counselor. And that to me is a really, really brave and amazing, like a healthy step that you took that then helped you to expand yourself out in a social network to to acknowledge and accept what you're going through so how wonderful is that oh it was great and I felt like it brought all of our friendships closer together once everybody was kind of able to open up I by no means was the one who initiated that move but eventually everybody started getting more and more comfortable and it just brought everyone closer together and these are lifelong friendships that are not going to go anywhere which if I'm being honest, I don't think I would have had had these hard times and hardships not um, presented themselves. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I think um, that is a great message to send out there for anybody listening is that when we go inside of ourselves and we don't say anything and we think maybe this will pass, the message is it won't. And that just talking about it with somebody non-affiliated, not a parent, not a friend, somebody professionally trained is such a healthy thing. So that's yeah. a great message. Yeah, that initial talk is what kind of open the door, crack the door a little bit, and then gives you the opportunity to go all the way in. And it's one of the best feelings ever getting that weight taken off of you. It is, isn't it? It is. Oh, David, thank you for <laughs> opening up that. I mean, I think like COVID kind of exacerbated things that were already there probably not just for you, but for many people. Um, but in a sense, going through that can help us heal going forward. Oh, 100%. And, and once you're able to kind of switch your mindset around from focusing on these negatives and really just sort of embracing all the negativity, you your eyes get opened up to the opportunities that end up being presented. So COVID, as much as it took away, it gave a lot of opportunities as far as looking for jobs, meeting new people, because everybody kind of had to hit like a refresh button and start new. So, Oh, you are amazing. So tell me, 
some tools that maybe you did to work through your processes that maybe other people might benefit from? Yeah, absolutely. So the biggest thing for me that I found is sitting still, not having something to do is the worst thing possible. I always say that if I'm not doing something, I'm getting into trouble. And that tends to be the case. And it it could just be that my head starts spinning and then I start focusing on all these negatives. But as soon as I start doing something, that's why started playing golf. I got back into tennis. I started doing as many intramurals as I could, getting involved with the community, doing some sort of community service or finding some way to help out. It gives these, um, for lack of a better word, it's like advice to get rid of all these bad thoughts. It gives your mind something to focus on. And I usually try to choose something where I like, like golf. We'll use golf for example. If my brain strays away from what's happening next it your game kind of just starts backpedaling and so if you can give yourself something to focus on that takes your mind away from all of these negatives it it provides a refresh button so that when you come back home or you go back to work or whatever it is that you're doing it you you have a clear clear headspace yeah i think that's a really good message and those are really important the other thing i would throw in there david is for my own working through my own stuff, because we all have it, is gratitude. So when things don't go our way, or our ego will say like, well, why is that happening to me? Or this shouldn't be the way it is. We say, well, I'm so thankful that I live where I live, or I'm so thankful for the job, or I'm so thankful for to have these great friends, or I just have a great family. So if you just start putting positives in your head, it's amazing that it just drowns out Every little day you start doing the gratitude. When you start to feel bad, you start filling it with something good. I think that changes your brain chemistry. Oh, I couldn't agree more. I couldn't agree more. And I feel like it also starts, you you have to focus on what you're surrounding yourself with too. Um, I found that if I surrounded myself with people who maybe brought me down or I started comparing myself to others and that's when my my mental headspace would kind of decline. So if I've surrounded myself with people who brought me up and I could provide the same for them, I felt like I've never seen a more thriving group just because you're able to both help yourself and then help them as well. That's really nice. That's really, really good. So David, I know that I asked you to bring a song today. Do you want to tell us what that song choice is and why you chose that song choice? Of course. So the inspirational song I chose was Doing This by Luke Combs. He starts off the song, if if he didn't obtain the fame that he has, what, what would he be doing? And he just kind of goes in how he would stay true to his roots. He fell in love with music and it doesn't matter where he ended up. It's what he would have been doing. Didn't matter if it was in his hometown, who he met doing it. And it really resonated with me because I started comparing myself to others and how far they're going when I I need to see what's true to myself and stick with it. And sure enough, I, I couldn't be happier and more content with where I'm at. Oh, that's wonderful. I'm excited to hear this song. So for you uh, listening, be inspired by David Zielinski's song choice, Doing This by Luke Combs. And we'll be back after this song with a short break, so stay tuned.
Someone asked me once in an interview What was growing up like? Where'd you go to school? And what would you do If you weren't doing this? I'd be driving my first car in a worn-out dock Trying to make rent with a dead-end job Just making do Tips in a jar My guitar in an old bar stool
Listeners, if you're just tuning in, my name is Janelle. I'm your host of The Brain Garden, and my guest today is David Zielinski. So thank you, David, for taking some time to talk about some pretty deep subjects. Um, We covered COVID and and causing some depression, anxiety while you were in college, kind of confined your dorm. But we did touch base on a subject, um, comparing yourself to other people, which I think many, many people do. So I just wanted to touch base on like, is that something that you've always done? Or is that just something that kind of really went deep when COVID was there? Because you spent a lot more time by yourself. Uh, So it kind of started freshman year of high school. Uh, I went to St. Stephen's Elementary School in middle school. So we had a uniform, your hair had to be cut a certain way. And it it was definitely tough to compare yourself to others just because at the end of the day, you all kind of looked the same. You went to the same classes. It was the same 20 kids from first grade through eighth grade. Once I got to high school, I kind of found myself in a little group. And we can just say it probably wasn't the popular kid group. And coming from a class of 20 kids into a high school of my graduating class was 222 I believe Uh, it was it was it was a change and of course you want to be everybody's best friend you want to fit in with just about everyone which is in reflecting on that a really unrealistic expectation and something I didn't really figure out until I probably three years into into high school so it all started back I'd say freshman year of high school that's when you kind of felt like, oh, my gosh, I'm coming from this small class where we all had a uniform to like now we're comparing with who's wearing what and what do I look like and who's doing what and should I be doing that? And if I'm doing it, am I good enough? So does that kind of take you into a journey? Yeah, absolutely. I I, I remember since I've always been involved with sports, you look at what are your mainstream sports. So it's going to be basketball, baseball, football, maybe track. And I was a tennis player, a skier, and then I, I played baseball my freshman year, but that was really it. And it it was kind of defeating at point at sometimes being like, okay, I'm a pretty decent tennis player, but who really cares about tennis in high school? So then that's where you find yourself comparing yourself to like, who's the best football player in my class? And you're like, I'm just as good as him in a different sport like why why is he getting all the recognition and that that's where the spiral downhill kind of started yeah it can take you on a journey i think the message is um just be you and then really just embrace who you are and be proud of what you're doing no matter what it is absolutely and the social circle you end up finding yourself in when you embrace who you are is it's it's truly special that the friends you develop couldn't be more close because they're acceptant and genuinely love who you are as a person. And then all that negativity about trying to compare yourself to others, changing kind of who you are, whether it be your appearance, how you act, how you talk, just trying to fit in. It's another stressor that's gone. So once you yeah. find that that social group that accepts you and once you truly accept yourself, that's that's when I feel like, for lack of a better word, true happiness happens. So you want to find this social circle that makes you a better you and setting your standards up front to know this is who I am and these are the things that I believe in and are important. You want to align yourself with somebody that's going to encourage you to do good things and not 
make a bad choice. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And that that can be hard to do because there's so many pressures in school. But I think that would be like a message that I would like to send out there is just be the best you you can be and do the best you can. And that's the best. That's all you can do. Yep. Yeah. Couldn't agree more. Yeah. So tell me um, one really good strength about you. Tell me one great positive thing that you feel strongly about that you're doing. Yeah, absolutely. So I, I've noticed because I have ADHD, my brain goes in a million directions at once. But if I set my brain to one certain thing, I can deliver on that. So I remember growing up, I had a little time where I was super into rugby. And so then I had like a whole memorized list of reg- rugby players or if I ended up getting into country. That's how I found Luke Combs. I had a whole list of country. And now as I'm kind of starting to get into a whole new industry, the insurance industry, I I feel like if I set my mind to it and truly give it 100% of what I have, there's not hardly anything, if anything, that can get in my way. So it's it's been fun realizing that as soon as I believe in myself that the opportunities are endless for you so david thanks for sharing your strengths and then one last message for those that are listening send a positive message out there of course so as as we've touched on i feel like this whole show is just be true to yourself Uh, embrace who you are you're one person you're special in your own own way and if you find yourself in a group of people who accept you for who you are and you'll live the most happy and full life, but it all starts with acceptance of yourself and, and being happy with the skin that you're in. So be the best you can be people. So thank you guys for listening to the brain garden with myself, Janelle, your host, and with our special guest, David Zielinski. And we will air the fourth Wednesday of every month. So Tune in, and each conversation is unique and different.